Uh, afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us here today for the Marine CC Exposures webinar. My name is Laura Jay. I am a Marine Underwriter here at LIG Marine Managers. Um, before we get started, we ask if you have any questions. Could you please write them in the comment section? Once the webinar is over, we're going to compile all of these questions into a nice little email format with all the answers and email them out to everybody. Wanted you guys to be aware that our next webinar is on March 14th. Uh, all our webinars are at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Next one's topic is Ask Your Marine and Longshore Underwriter. Ask them anything about your unanswered questions, any fun questions, any interesting things that you guys uh, would like answers to. So that should be a, a really cool one, really fun one for you guys to join and listen in. So let's dive into our webinar. CCC liabilities or care, custody, and control is what that stands for. Uh, today we'll be talking about a few of them. Ship repairs, legal liability. Warfingers, legal liability. Landing owners, legal liability. Landing dock bailey, liability. Terminal operators, liability. And stevedores, legal liability. These coverages are actually triggers to turn a standard GL policy into a marine GL policy. Um, these care custody and control endorsements are usually added at extra cost to a GL policy. Of course, there are other CCC coverages, but today we'll be focusing on these. Also wanted to note that these endorsements are most commonly added to uh, a marine GL policy, but some carriers can offer these on a standalone basis. Today we'll be discussing what the care custody control liabilities cover, what their major exclusions are, and especially when to use them. All of these coverages and exclusions we'll be discussing today are the standard wordings. Of course, depending on carriers and their forms, um, some of these may differ, but these are the standard wordings in um, all of these endorsements. Let's start with the common CCC exclusions that are included in all the endorsements that we'll be discussing today. Death or personal injury, contractual liability or what would have been imposed upon law in the absence of contract. Loss, damage, or expense arising in connection with work on any vessel that has carried flammable combustible liquid or gas, unless such work done is in accordance with the rules and regulations of the National Fire Protection Association. Demurrage, loss of time, loss of freight, loss of charter, and the similar. Loss or damage or expense which may be recoverable under any other insurance benefiting the insured. This exclusion is referring to duplicate coverage. Um, because no insurance wants to cover something that's covered somewhere else, or like it says, duplicate coverage. It is not intended for uh, care, custody, and control coverage to cover these exposures, therefore they're excluded, um, as these items are actually intended to be covered elsewhere. And the main other exclusion that has is any other care, custody, and control coverages. These CCC endorsements are very specific to what they'll be covering. For example, ship repairs will not provide coverage for a stevedore operation and vice versa. However, just keep in mind if your client does have several care custody control exposures, 
It's not uncommon to have multiple care custody control endorsements added to a policy to ensure that all of those exposures are covered for your client. Now we'll look at these on an individual basis. Let's start with the shipper pairs legal liability, also known as SRLL. Here we'll review the coverage of a standard shipper pairs endorsement form. Shipper pairs coverage endorsement will provide coverage for the insured if he is held legally liable for a physical loss or damage to watercraft, equipment, cargo, and other interests on board, occurring only while such watercraft is in the insured's care, custody, and control for the purpose of repair, alteration at a specific location, or while such watercraft is being moved via inland waters within a certain distance for the purpose of repair or alteration. We sometimes equate this coverage to be similar to garage keepers. If the insured has a vessel in their care, custody, and control, if something happens to that vessel and the insured is held legally liable, the coverage will respond. The last portion even provides coverage for sea trials if the work that is being done requires that testing. For example, if you have a ship repairs that's, that does engine repairs, if he's repaired an engine, he's going to want to test it to make sure all of his repairs are viable, all of his repairs are complete, and there's no other issues that need to be done to, the, to, those, to that engine before it is returned to the client. The next section of the Ship Repairs Legal Form uh, provides coverage for property damage caused by a watercraft covered under this endorsement while in the care, custody, and control of the insured and being navigated or operated away from premises described in the first section within permitted waters by an employee or in tow of a tug not, not owned by the insured. This has a condition that the employee operating the vessel shall possess a U.S. Coast Guard license or any applicable regulatory authorization to perform the duties carrying out by said employee. This section provides the coverage for physical damage caused by the vessel in the insured's care, custody, and control if the insured is held legally liable. So, for example, if the insured is operating the vessel or if the vessel is just in their care, custody, and control, if that vessel damages something else, another person's property, this coverage endorsement or this section in this endorsement will, will provide coverage if the insured is held legally liable for that other party's property damage. The next section, section C, states that the endorsement will defend any suit against the insured on any claim based on the liability or alleged liability if the acclaim, as long as the acclaim exceeds the amount of the deductible. But the company will not be liable for cost or expense of prosecuting or defending any suit unless the same shall have been incurred within the written consent of the carrier. It's usually standard verbiage for cost of defending in a suit. So let's go over some of the exclusions in the ship repair as legal liability form. In addition to the common exclusions we covered earlier, this ship repair endorsement excludes storage. The exclusion states it will not cover any loss or damage to the vessel placed in the care, custody, and control of the insured for the purpose of store storage, regardless of or if any work is to be performed on the vessel. 
However, this exclusion does not apply to physical loss or damage to the vessel resulting directly from any repairs or alterations to said vessel carrying out during such storage period. So for example, if there's a vessel being stored at Jim's boat store, and it was also getting a new engine, if the vessel was not being worked on and the vessel got damaged, the endorsement would not respond because the vessel was being stored, which is a specific exclusion. But if the new engine was putting on, being put on and the vessel was damaged as a result of installing the new engine, the endorsement would respond. Due to this specific exclusion, it is very important to ask your clients if they may store any vessels. If they do, they need more than just the ship repairs endorsement. Ship repairs is really just for the repair and the alteration and any damage that would be arising out of that work. Um, storage is a completely separate, uh, completely separate uh, exposure, um, and there's other CCC endorsements and other forms that will provide coverage for that that type of uh, exposure. So a really big question is, when do you use the ship repairs form? Well, you would want to use it when you have a vessel or ship repair. Um, and this even includes marine artisans. They clean hulls, paint vessels, repair engines, even do some prop or canvas repair. This endorsement can even apply to the larger commercial ship repairs. They paint, even paint the hulls, repair galley equipment, railings, electronic equipment or even contractors that work on cruise ships and renovate the staterooms. As you can see, this endorsement can apply to a wide variety of, um, of your clients. And this is actually the most common endorsement that we see on our policies. So basically takeaway is any client who repairs and alters items in any way on a vessel of any kind would need this endorsement. Now let's move on to the next CCC endorsement that we'll be reviewing today. It is called, commonly called Warfinger's Legal Liability, but it's also pronounced Warfinger's Legal Liability. Um, and it's also known as Landing Owner's Legal Liability or Landing Docks Bailey Liability. There's a slight difference in, um, in coverage between Warfinger's and Landing Over Formed and we'll review those in the next couple slides. So let's dive into the coverages for the Warfinger's legal liability. How I like to remember Warfinger's legal liability is line handling. Tying up a boat, untying a boat, at a dock. It could be the insured doing it, a third party doing it, but it's a third party's vessel mooring at an insured's location. Um, this this endorsement will provide uh, coverage for physical loss or damage to a vessel, their equipment, cargo, freight, other interests aboard, including the cost or expense for removal of wreck, the property of others, while such property is in the custody of the insured at their landing or facilities located at, and then we will put a specific location. Uh, some forms will let you put multiple locations if the insured has multiple docks and warm facilities, but it is a specific location form. It also does any other physical loss or damage to the property of others arising out of the custodianship of the vessel. So let's say, for example, there's a vessel moored at an insured's dock and the cleat gave away. This endorsement would respond to that claim if the insured is held legally liable. 
Or let's say the vessel broke loose because it was tied up incorrectly or poorly and it, the vessel was damaged or it caused damage to another person's vessel or another person's property. If the insured again is held legally liable, the policy would then respond as well. The landing dock bailey liability. This endorsement provides the same coverage as the Warfinger's endorsement. However, there are a couple of differences. The first difference is that the endorsement says at or in the vicinity of said location, whereas the Warfinger's endorsement has a specified location. The major difference to take note of, however, is the landing dock endorsement does not provide wreck removal. So if the vessel sinks at the insured's location, they're held legally liable. If they have the landing dock's Bailey endorsement on the policy, the carrier will not pay for that wreck removal. And if the insured may have to pay for that out of pocket or out of their vessel P&I, which proved to be, could prove to be very, very expensive. So those are the major differences you want to, to take into account when you're trying to decide which endorsement and which form that would, that would be best to suit your client. Now, what are the exclusions for the Warfinger's legal liability? I have all the exclusions like we discussed earlier that are all common exclusions, but it also goes further and says any loss or damage arising at the expense of an operation of any vessel owned or operated by the insured and excludes any vessel for repair, construction, alteration, conversion, or gas frame. All of this makes sense because uh, a person that has a warfinger liability exposure is not should not be operating a vessel, repairing a vessel, and a conversion. Um, it's not it's not intended for this form to cover those, which is why it is excluded. If they do have those coverages, again, add other CCC endorsements that will provide um, coverage for those exposures. But uh, those are not the usual operations of a Warfinger, so therefore they're excluded. So when do you use the Warfingers and Landing Dock Owners liability form? If you have an insured that has a dock or seawall and third-party patrons can dock or moor their vessels there and the insured does not provide them with any other services, then you should use this endorsement. For example, if your client is a waterfront restaurant and has a dock for patrons to tie up their boats and come eat, or if the insured owns a pier and has or has a wharf that the public can access, like the one shown in the photo, they would then use this endorsement. Now we move on to the stevedore's liability, terminal operator's liability, and a combined form that combines both the stevedores and terminal operators into one form. Let's start with stevedore's legal liability coverage. When I think of the word stevedores, I automatically think loading and unloading of a vessel. So let's see what the coverage wording said. This endorsement covers property damage to watercraft, equipment, cargo, freight, and other interests aboard resulting from the insured's loading or unloading of said watercraft at the locations, and it includes adjacent inland waters. These locations are usually scheduled. The endorsement also provides coverage for property damage to other watercraft, their cargo, and any other fixed or movable object or property that arise out of the loading or unloading of a watercraft. 
This means if the insured is loading or unloading a vessel at their scheduled premises, if they damage any items that they are loading or unloading, damage another of that vessel, another vessel, or any property while performing these duties, if the insured again is held legally liable, this endorsement would respond. The endorsement continues to state that they will only provide coverage for property damage to the property of others while the property is in the insurance CCC and resulting from the operations or activities of a stevedore. Stevedore's legal liability will also cover wreck removal of the watercraft, equipment and cargo and other interests on board while in the care, custody and control of the insured and when such removal is required by law. It is also agreed that the cost or expense shall be reduced by the net proceeds of salvage that may inure to the benefit of the insured. Thus, if the insured is loading, unloading a vessel, loading or unloading a vessel, and they drop the contents in the water, this endorsement will respond and cover the cost of removing the contents of the rock from the water. If the salvage generates proceeds, that amount of proceeds reduces the amount of the wreck removal cost. Now we move on to the terminal operator's form. Some terminals have the ability to store goods of others. They can store cargo that's loaded and unloaded, whether it's slick, bulk like steel, or even containerized cargo. So this endorsement wording also provides coverage for this exposure. The terminal operator's endorsement is very similar to the stevedore's endorsement, which provides coverage for property damage to watercraft, equipment, cargo, and freight, while in the vessel's care, custody, and control of the insured for purpose of unloading or loading a vessel. However, if you notice, the terminal operator's endorsement is broader because it says for the purpose of loading and unloading, where the stevedore is very specific and said when the insured is actually doing the loading and the unloading. The terminal operator's endorsement also goes further and says uh, it covers the purpose of berthing and docking at the scheduled, at the scheduled locations as well. This endorsement provides coverage for property damage to other watercraft, their cargo, any other fixed or movable object or property of others caused by that covered watercraft. Again, this is if the insured is held legally liable. The terminal operator's legal form also goes further and says that they provide coverage for property damage to other watercraft, cargo, etc., caused by the loading or unloading of a covered watercraft. So this covers the property damage of others occurring only while such property is in the care, custody, and control of the insured and directly results from the insured's operations or activities as a terminal operators and if the insured is held legally liable. This endorsement uh, also covers the removal of rep to a covered watercraft and equipment and the cost will be reduced by the net proceeds of the salvage cargo and other interests aboard. This is also similar to the stupidors clause that we discussed earlier. The last part of the terminal operator's endorsement states that the time frame of when coverage starts and stops. It states that the CCC coverage attaches from the moment the watercraft becomes at the risk of the insured, at the scheduled location, 
and it will then continue until it's removed from that schedule location or no longer at the risk of the insured, whichever occurs first. However, it also has an emergency clause that if the if there is there needs to be temporary removal of the watercraft in an event of the emergency to within five miles of that scheduled location, the watercraft still remains in the insurance care custody control and the insurance will continue. So that is very that's very benefiting to the insured. And if an emergency happens in the terminal, that they still have a legal liability to to those watercrafts in their scheduled location. So let's go over the terminal operators and stevedores exclusions. In addition to all the common ones that we discussed at the beginning of the webinar, this and these endorsements exclude loss, damage, or expense caused by or resulting from arising out of watercraft repair, alteration, maintenance, construction, conversion, or gas spraying. This exclusion makes sense because these are not the operations of a stevedore or a terminal operator. Loss, damage, or expense arising out of exceeding the rated lift capacity of any crane, travel lift, or other lifting devices. This is a very important exclusion, and the reason for this exclusion is the carrier is expecting the insured to comply with the equipment's lift capacity. For example, with a stevedore that's unloading a cargo ship, those, lows, those large cranes you see at the port, if a container weighs, let's say, a thousand pounds, which we all know, I'm sure they weigh more than way more than that, the crane can only pick up 500 pounds. The carrier is not going to pay for a claim to the cargo due to the insured's negligence of lifting something heavier than they should have. And then the last exclusion says the coverage will not pay for loss, damage, or expense resulting from unexplained disappearance or inventory shortage. The insurance carriers expect the insured to be sophisticated with their security provisions at their locations, um, so that is the reason for, for this exclusion. Now the question is, when do we use these? For the stevedores, if you have a client that's load, loading or unloading operations, for example, at a cruise ship terminal when they're unloading and loading the passengers' bags, or if you have a fishing dog, loading it on the late ice, unloading the fish that's caught that day, um, or it can be as simple as if you have a diving contractor and they're loading and unloading their scuba gear. It can go from a, a small operation to a larger operation. They might need this form. For terminal operators, if you have a client that owns a terminal, which is pretty obvious by the name, but also a client who owns or operates a port would benefit from this form. Some carriers also offer a combined form. Uh, this endorsement will combine both the terminal operator's legal liability and the stevedore's legal liability into one form. Uh, some port and terminal operators who have stevedoring operations would use this combined form. So it's basically you would want to use it when the insured has both of those exposures. One thing to keep in mind is some carriers have a combined form and they use it regularly, 
but they just call it terminal operators form. It doesn't actually say Stevedore operate Stevedore's legal liability in, in the form title. So that's when you have to either ask for a copy of the form or just check with your carrier to see if it truly includes the stevedores legal um, or if that's something you're gonna have to ask separately. Also note that um, some carriers when they use a combined form, they'll actually also include Warfinger's legal liability in the wording too, as an extra benefit for the insured. So that's something else that you just need to either read the form or ask the carrier to get specifics on, on what their combined form actually covers. So let's review. Quick snippet snapshot of everything that we just covered. Ship Repairs Legal Liability does repair, maintain, and service to a vessel. The Warfingers Legal Liability does for storage, moorage, and docking of third-party vessels. Stevedore's Legal Liability is loading and unloading of cargo from a vessel. Terminal Operators Legal Liability store cargo, containerize, and liquid. And both of these apply to commercial and recreational risks. And also remember that for all of these endorsements, they only respond if the insured is held legally liable. Now let's review all the exclusions. Contractual, demurrage, other CCC, for example, like we said earlier, Stevedore legal like we said earlier, Stevedore legal liability excludes repairs because that operation is covered under the ship repair form. All the exclusions also um, exclude owned property and bodily injury. So that include, concludes our webinar today. All webinars are held at two thirty. Our next one is on March 14th at Ask Your Marine and Longshore Underwriters, so please look out for the email to sign up for that one today. And again, if you guys have any questions, please type them into the comments box if you have not done so already, and we'll compile all the questions with the answers, send them to everyone via email. And as always, all of our webinars will be available on our website after, after the webinar session has happened, so if you need to reference that, that will be on our website as well. Thanks again for joining us today, guys. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.